and, and in my view, I would say this um, this tragedy, in a way, um, reinforced the uh, the spiritual significance of uh, Notre Dame. Um, and, and, and as you said, evidently for Christians, because uh, France is, uh, I would say, unfortunately, is, uh, is uh, I would say, de-Christianized. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship has valued theological education as a vital component of vocational ministry preparation for more than 25 years. It puts these words to action by investing in students who are current and future ministry leaders in CBF Life. The fellowship awards up to 70 scholarships annually to Baptist students enrolled in the Master of Divinity degree program at an accredited institution of higher education. For more information about all that CBF offers students, visit cbf.net slash seminary resources. On April 15th, 2019, a devastating fire broke out in Paris at Notre Dame Cathedral. Perhaps you remember it. I, I remember watching it live, trying to explain to my young son what the building was, showing him a picture of it that hung on one of our walls that I had purchased when I was in Paris and had an opportunity to visit the cathedral and to worship there in that space. And as you could probably imagine, after such a devastating fire, they are still far away from the restoration and rebuilding efforts. Here we are just a little bit more than two years after that fire, and the work continues. And I had an opportunity to speak with someone who knows about the work and who has been helping to raise the funds for that restoration effort. Michel Picot is the president of Friends of Notre Dame de Paris, As he'll explain in the episode, it's actually a group that was raising funds for some restoration efforts that were already happening before the fire. That's one of the reasons why there was so much scaffolding there. And that was actually one of the things that has made the cleanup from the fire even more problematic was the scaffolding that was melted and and burned into the building itself. So I was excited to have the opportunity to talk to him to get some firsthand thoughts about the work that's happening, about the symbolism of this building, and and the fire itself, the impact that it's had culturally and spiritually. So here's my conversation with Michel Picot of Friends of Notre Dame de Paris. Michel, I'm excited to be able to have this time to talk with you. Uh, me too. Me too, Brian. Obviously, the fire... And Notre Dame was one of those events where people around the world can remember where they were when they saw the news. I remember where I was when I heard the news and immediately turned on the television to to start watching the images. I wonder for you, where were you when you first learned of the fire? Actually, I had spent the, the day at the cathedral as usual. And uh, I had uh, had gone back home at the end of the afternoon, 
and when I received my uh, colleague uh, at around 6.30, so I, uh, I rushed back from uh, Saint-Germain-en-Laye, where I live uh, in, the, um, in the surroundings of Paris, and I, uh, and I came back uh, completely, um, I would say, in, in, a, in, a, in a terrible uh, state to the um, island uh, uh, Ile de la Cité, where uh, Notre-Dame stands. Actually, the, um, the metro station was closed, so I had to walk the, the last, uh, uh, probably uh, one to two kilometers from, uh, from the, the open station. And I arrived at about 8.30, um, and the spire had, had fallen down, and so the, uh, the fire was uh, raging. Uh, uh, on the cathedral at that time, so it was a terrible, uh, terrible time when I arrived, and I, and I stayed on the square of the cathedral the whole night, uh, watching uh, the desperate efforts of the uh, fire brigade to uh, extinguish the um, the fire. I mean, that must have been something to to be there in person and not just watching it on on television as I was. Yeah, yeah, no, it. it yeah, no, it was it was a, a terrible moment for me. I wonder, you know, it seemed like this was such a global event, and I wonder if you have some thoughts or insights as to to why this fire and this cathedral are so meaningful to people around the world. Yeah, I think this is. Uh, I can tell you because I spent not only the the night, but I, I would say the the following week week all around the cathedral with um, with people from um, from evidently Paris and France and and people also from uh, uh, other countries so I had the opportunity to I would say to feel this uh, global meaning of Notre Dame for uh, everybody in the following week and, and evidently in the weeks afterwards I think the uh, the um, this this Cathedral, because it's its first cathedral, and, and beyond the cathedral, it's I would say a universal monument. And I think the significance of Notre Dame goes far beyond uh, even Paris or France. And I think everybody all around the world uh, considers that the, this fire uh, in Notre Dame was, uh, I would say, a kind of disaster for everybody because of the. Uh, I would say the place of the cathedral, not only in the um, in the spiritual uh, sense of it, because evidently Notre Dame de Paris has a strong uh, spiritual significance for uh, Christian people, but also I would say as a as a unique monument in uh, in Europe and probably in the whole world. Um, that's part of I would say not only our uh, spiritual uh, heritage, but also uh, of our cultural heritage uh, for everybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously this cathedral has that, that rich history, and then as you know, it is also a, a, a place of spiritual worship. In fact, when I visited, I was in Paris back during the climate talks there in Paris with the climate accords there, and I visited as a tourist, you know, do the tour, but then also attended an ecumenical worship service. Yeah. 
and and so you know as a as a Christian, it was a very holy space and a very holy time to be there with Christians from around the world, worshiping in that historical space. And I think it's it's fascinating. You know, in the United States, we we often have this vision of Europe and France as post-Christian secular society with these big empty cathedrals. But every cathedral that I went into in Paris was full of people silently praying, people worshiping. There, there's still definitely this sense of something spiritual, not just the historical landmark, but it is a place of, of spiritual worship there in Paris. No, no, that's, that's completely true. I think this, and, and in my view, I would say this, um, this tragedy, in a way, um, reinforced the, uh, the spiritual significance of uh, Notre Dame. Um, and, and, and as you said, evidently for Christians, because uh, France is, uh, I would say, unfortunately, is, uh, is uh, I would say, de-Christianized for now. So uh, you know that the, uh, the um, I would say, the, the Christian uh, practicing in France are very few. So I think this was this was a big, a big uh, opportunity, in a way, uh, for um, increasing uh, the spiritual, uh, not only significance, but also the spiritual uh, behavior and, and feeling of, of people uh, beyond, the, uh, beyond the usual, I would say, uh, practicing uh, believers and, uh, and, and beyond, not only in France, but I think all over the world. Well, I want to talk a bit about your role. So you are the president of Friends of Notre Dame de Paris. I wonder if you could talk about your group and what it is that you all are doing in this process of, of rebuilding and reconstruction. So, yes, with, with pleasure. So actually what happened is that this, um, this charity, Friends of Notre Dame de Paris, uh, which is um, a, a U.S. Uh, charity, uh, 501c3, was um, was uh, created was founded in uh, 2016 because the cathedral was already in a very uh, dire state before the fire so which is also one of the reasons why why this fire happened because the French state which is the uh, the the owner of the cathedral like all uh, other cathedrals uh, around France didn't uh, hadn't dedicated the uh, enough money, I would say, to the maintenance of the cathedral. So already before the fire, the building itself was in a very, uh, very bad state. And so we, we founded this uh, charity back in 2016. We received the uh, 501c3 recognition by the IRS in 2017. And we started a program of uh, funding for the restoration of the cathedral. And this is why by the way, you remember that when the fire happened, there was a, a big scaffolding around the, the spire of the cathedral because this was the first step of the um, of the renovation of the cathedral. So, so when when the fire happened, so we had made some first uh, steps in this direction. But evidently, after the fire, we had, a, I would say, an, an outpouring of support from uh, all over the world, uh, bearing in mind that Friends of Notre Dame de Paris is the international charity 
uh, raising funds for uh, the restoration and, and now the reconstruction of the cathedral. And so we immediately saw uh, many uh, donations coming in from uh, all over the world and especially from uh, from the US. And that started before the fire. We were even the, the first one to be able to to uh, allocate uh, funds uh, coming from from the US to the, the first, uh, I would say, uh, safety works on the cathedral just after the fire. So now, evidently, our role has completely changed with this uh, disaster, and we are accompanying uh, with our funds the, um, the next steps of reconstruction of the cathedral, and, and we will follow up, I would say, all along the restoration pro process, which will uh, certainly uh, last um, a, few, a few more years from now on, and probably will not end up in 2024, which is the date set by uh, President Macron for the reopening of the cathedral. So it would certainly go far beyond, and our uh, estimate is full restoration will have to be, uh, we will need to, to go certainly until the end of the decade. Yeah, I, you know, the, we just passed the two-year anniversary of the fire, and I saw photos of your president and others there at the site looking at the work and seeing the progress. And obviously, you know, a lot of progress has been made, but as you were just noting, it's, it's still a few years out. There's still a lot of work to be done. Yes. You know, not just, yes. not just just because, you know, it's a lot of work to clean up after a fire, but you're working so hard to to preserve the history and to recreate that which was was damaged or destroyed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you are right. And, and beyond the building itself, um, I would say there were many uh, artworks or parts of the building um, in, the, uh, in the cathedral. So they have been, uh, fortunately, they, they have been uh, uh, salvaged in a way, but they need a lot of restoration. So... Uh, um, so this is this is part of the overall program, and this is why even if we still have the target of uh, reopening the cathedral the, um, for the religious services and for the visitors in 2024 or before the end of 2024, the full restoration program will certainly last until the end of the decade. Mm. You know, one of the things that as unexpected as the fire was, and then you all start the process of, of restoration and rebuilding, and then we get hit with a, a global pandemic. And I wonder what the past year, obviously France has been impacted by that, like the United States and everyone around the world. What what impact has the pandemic also had on this process? So we we had to stop the works in the in, in the spring for uh, a few weeks, so uh, around five weeks of uh, stop in the in the works themselves. So evidently, something we need to uh, to catch up um, in the overall uh, restoration program. And evidently, also, even if the work are going on, uh, we have to take some uh, protective uh, measures for the uh, the workers on site. So this is also another burden. On the uh, on the shoulders of the workers um, does not help, and this is also the reason why I would say the uh, as I said 
even if we stick to uh, 2024 for the uh, reopening, so perhaps not April 15 as it was the target at the beginning, but uh, perhaps the end of 2024, there will need another, uh, as I said, another uh, another uh, several years to uh, to complete the full restoration. And there was also, by the way, we had also some other bad surprises, and evidently not uh, of the same importance uh, as the pandemic, but you know that the um, the covering of the roof of the cathedral was in all these lead, so about 300 uh, tons of lead have uh, melted and uh, burnt and melted during the fire. So oh, we have also inside the cathedral uh, to um, to decontaminate the cathedral of all the lead which uh, which was uh, spread all over. So this is also something which um, makes the um, the restoration uh, more difficult. So I know that the the cathedral is not open to the public and obviously won't be. But there have been a couple of brief events that have been you know recorded there. I, I saw photos and video from a Christmas Eve service uh, where there was uh, some musicians and they're wearing hard hats while they're playing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems very powerful and meaningful, yep. not just in, in light of the tragedy of the fire, but frankly, in this season of this global pandemic of musicians coming together with safety equipment, hard hats, and worshiping in the midst of sorrow and mourning and destruction, there, there seems something quite powerful in this moment that we find ourselves in the world. And, and so I wonder if you see the cathedral moving forward after this fire, is there a sense that this could be a space for people in France and around the world spiritually as we mourn, as we lament, as we worship, yeah. I wonder what what that, how this could change the feel of the cathedral as a as a holy space for people. Personally, I, I completely agree with you that uh, things have completely changed since the fire and the uh, and the few events that we had in the uh, actually we had these events in the ambulatory of the choir because this is the only. Uh, relatively safe place um, where there are no scaffoldings or other uh, protection measures for the building. I think they were very well received. And, and I agree that the, uh, uh, the, the spiritual significance of these events is very, uh, very strong. And um, my, my hope, effectively, is that we come after the, um, after the reopening and after the restoration of the cathedral, to uh, probably um, a more spiritual, um, I would say, uh, sense um, and importance of the cathedral, not only for, uh, I would say, the uh, religious services, but also for the people uh, walking in the cathedral and and having this possibility of getting all the uh, the spiritual inspiration uh, that comes from the, uh, for instance, from the uh, the, the wall building, the nave and the choir, the cross at the end of the building, of the choir, the, um, the stained glass windows, which are uh, uh, magnificent, as you know. Uh, so my hope, my hope also is that 
the spiritual significance of the cathedral increase uh, when we will have restored it uh, completely. So I, I agree. <laughs> this is yeah, perhaps it's uh, let's say it's uh, a little bit optimistic uh, uh, from me, but this is effectively my my deep uh, conviction. And 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 I must say that for me, I would say the uh, um, the church, the Church of Paris, which is the uh, uh, kind of tenant of the cathedral, because you know that in the um, the separation of um, of things in France. The, the state is the owner of the building and, uh, and, and the church is a kind of, of tenant of the building. So I think this is a, an opportunity for, uh, for the church of France to, uh, uh, of Paris in this case, to uh, really enlarge the, I would say the, uh, the significance and the role of the cathedral, um, spiritually. So I, I agree. This is my hope also. Well, this has been really interesting to, to learn from you and to hear about your work. I wonder if for our listeners, as they're hearing you, uh, if they want to learn more, uh, how can they connect? Where, where, where should they go to learn more about the Friends of Notre Dame? So they can go very easily to friendsofnotredamedeparis.org, which is our website. And, um, and if they want to know even more about the artworks, uh, and the different parts of the cathedral that they are that we are currently uh, restoring, they can go to uh, restorenotredame.org, which is a, a new site that we open for the anniversary actually. Um, so restorenotredame.org, and they will uh, they will have a view about the uh, I would say all the uh, artworks. So the, for instance, we have. Uh, uh, presented the um, the grotesques of the cathedral, the gargoyles, uh, the different gargoyles with uh, text about their uh, history and significance. We have also um, very interesting. Uh, we, we have a puzzle actually. We have built RestaurantNotreDame.org as a puzzle, and you have in the in the pieces of the puzzle you have also um, magnificent paintings of the 17th century, which are called the maze. Actually, these maze, they were uh, offered by, by the guild of goldsmiths of Paris to the chapter of the cathedral in the 17th century. And, uh, and each year, one of these uh, maze, which are big paintings of uh, three, three meters by, uh, by four meters, they were uh, hung actually in the, in the arches of the cathedral. So you will see in the puzzle you have a uh, I think 11, uh, 11 maids of the cathedral, which uh, represent um, scenes from the Acts of the Apostles on the one hand side, and uh, scenes from the life of Christ on the other hand side. So they are really wonderful. And you have also um, several um, several statues of the cathedral. So you have the, the Virgin of the Pillar, for instance, and perhaps you know that this Virgin of the Pillar was uh, preserved, even though it was at the crossing of the transept. And uh, you have uh, several of other statues of the cathedral. So I think this would be, uh, this can be very interesting for people uh, uh, willing to know more about Notre Dame. Well, very good. Well, I look forward to the opportunity someday to return and see it after it has been 
uh, restored. I have on my desk in my office a, a bell It's a, that I uh, purchased there, a replica of the large bells uh, that yes, the Emmanuel. hang there in, in Notre Dame. Yeah. And so I look forward to the opportunity to, to return someday. Right. Thank you so much for... Okay, so let me know when, if you return if you return to Paris, let me know. Uh, I'm sure I will be able to, to show you uh, inside the cathedral. So with God's pleasure. With God's pleasure. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate this time. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. As mentioned in the episode, if you want to learn more, you can go to friendsofnotredamdeparis.org. Also have the link in the show notes at podcast.wordandway.org. As always, you'll find us at wordandway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partner for this week's episode, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will share it with your friends on Facebook and head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review. It really does help more people to find the show. If you'd like to give the support of this program, we greatly appreciate it. And all you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the donate button. And whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast, as well as our website and monthly magazine. And speaking of that magazine, if you're not a subscriber, I have a deal for you. All you have to do Go to tinyurl.com slash wwoffer and save half off your first year. If you have any comments or feedback about this program, you can send those to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>